everyone. Uh, my name is Bud. Welcome to the Constipated Christian. Uh, as you know, every once in a while, or very often, I'll have a guest on. Uh, today, I've got a friend of mine. Uh, uh, name is Bill. He is um, he's one of those Catholic guys. So he goes to St. Clair's. But the reason that I love Bill and Bill and I've been together for, I don't know, what, three, four years, I think? Yeah, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> and our what uh, Bill has has coined it so perfectly. In fact, I've used it at church. I've gone on stage with it. That what separates us, uh, you know, our religions or you know whatever, what brings. I mean, there are things that separate us, but what brings us together is our love of Christ and uh, being a servant. And Bill and I have been together on multiple things. Um, we can just call each other day or night, or not. Well, virtually day or night always available for each other. He's just a beautiful person. He's helping uh, people. I'll let him talk about it or whatever. But I just wanted to come on and just, uh, again, the James 122 would be a doer of the faith and uh, just not a hearer only. Uh, Bill is um, one of the people that I you know, would love to have on to, you know, to come on. So uh, I'm just going to have him just talk and just uh, uh, kind of briefly describe uh, what he does, who he is, and some of the things that he's involved in. And We'll kind of fast forward to where we're at today. Well, thank you, bud. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my name is Bill Durborough. I'm. A, I go to St. Clair's Catholic Church in Roseville, and I'm co-chair of the Social Concerns Ministry. I've been involved in helping the needy for um, about 40 years. I uh, used to work at a dinner. Started out working at a dinner at uh, St. Philomene's Church. They do a dinner every Tuesday night. They've been open a month longer than uh, Loaves and Fishes has actually, and they've never missed a Tuesday night. Wow. And so I helped that for, did that for 35 years. And then I came out, moved out to Roseville and um, looked for the church with the most active uh, number of ministries. And so got there and uh, started helping in this social concerns ministry, but it was very small and just a, a small number of people. And then uh, people were dropping out the leadership. And so they asked me to take it over and I agreed and and now we're up to over 150 families that have joined and, and agreed to help in, in any way they can. And so uh, we do several different um, things a year. Uh, we Our biggest, three biggest things are the backpack drive in, in June and July. We gave out uh, 650 something filled backpacks last year to 11 different churches and organizations. Um, we gave out, uh, we do Christmas and Thanksgiving for 150 families that we sign up and, uh, from half of them from North Highlands, some of them from, uh, the Robles school district, um, uh, which is a very, um, needy school district, six, six school district in, um, the, um, Rio Linda area. And we work with the lady over there and she gets us, uh, names and families and, and, uh, who are uh, some homeless, some not. And so our, our main focus is the homeless, but we help out in many other areas as well. And uh, in many of the areas, he has a, um, I don't know whether it's yours or you said one of the sisters or something, they do like the river homeless. They're, I mean, they're, they are all over the place. And Bill is just the type of guy that, uh, you know, like I say, the reason that we're so uh, tied together uh, in, in our hearts to help is, He'll be driving around. Uh, he'll do the same thing that I do, look for homeless people. He gets out of his car. He 
probably what do you do? You shop every day at uh, garage sales or not every day, but he, every time he goes back every weekend, he's looking for things that he can pick up to give to people. They have containers at their church. Now St. Clair's admittedly is a big, big, big church is a lot, a lot bigger than the rock. So he does have a lot more uh, people, but the beautiful thing about this crossover, um, I'm not going to call it crossover religion, this crossover in our faith is that he might have a lot of people that are specializing or can do something or whatever, and I can call him. And he's, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, today, as soon as we leave here, we're heading over to uh, Genesis Church uh, on Atlantic Street because they are uh, receiving uh, Ukrainian uh, refugees starting today, and Bill has a heart to help. Uh, he's already made contact with them, and then we're going to go over there, and uh, he just wants to see what he can do with his church. And he probably has, what, 40 volunteers that uh, – they meet and just uh, he he has a whole list of stuff that he does. He, he and I told him to kind of keep it short or whatever. But 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 he does a lot of stuff every day. But the most important thing about Bill is that uh, he understands that the greatest thing in God's eyes to become is a servant, and that's what he is, and that's why I'm so aligned with him. So I just want him to come on and just kind of share uh, a little bit about you know what he does. He's already kind of told you about about what he does. But just, um, you know, I, I want to ask, uh, ask you, Bill, uh, you know, why don't you just, uh, and we just talked about it, I already know his answer, but um, why don't you just go to church, sit in church, absorb the message, uh, do some singing, get up and go home and just go about your business. Why do you think that you have to either take what you've heard or what you read and what prompts you to go out and about? Well, I think the more you study your faith um, and... Uh, you just want to want to help. I mean, if you have a servant's hearts, which which is what I love about Bud, like Bud already said that, but we are very aligned in that area. And Bud has a lot of contacts, knows a lot of people, helps a lot of people, and I learn a lot from him and trying to do the things that we do. And I ask for his help sometimes. Sometimes he asks for mine, and we're always there for each other, like he said. But you can sit in church and 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 pray and do things, and, and that's all good. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're um, serious about your faith and you really want to, and you pray about learning more about your faith or want to get uh, our Lord involved in your life, then you get us. You go out and do things. You get out and help others. You, it may not be everybody's call to go out to a homeless camp and ask them if they need something, but you can give food or clothing or blankets or what it, sleeping bags, tents, whatever, to help those who do. And uh, so that's what we uh, try and get our church to do. We try and get them to give and, uh, and tr come to our meetings and find out and invite them to do things like in Roseville with what would Jesus do and uh, help there and give out clothes, give out food and work with the homeless of Roseville. And then to go down to the river camps and a little bit different down there, um, a little bit uh, harder core of homeless. But uh, once they get to trust you and to know you, um, it's just like being here in Roseville. It's, uh, they're appreciative of everything they get. And um, like Bud and I talked about, we're not entitling them. All we're doing is, is trying to get them through their day a little bit easier. And uh, our Lord tells us to, uh, to help those in need. And um, when we get to heaven's gate and he asks us, uh, when, did, when did I see you hungry? When did I see you naked? When did I see you um, in need? We'll say, you know, whatever you did for me, you did for the least, or whatever you did for the least of my brothers, you did for me. So um, I want to be able to answer that question. Yes, Lord, I was there for you, and uh, I always will be. And uh, thank you for the servant's heart that you gave me. 
Yeah, and we 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 just told we had breakfast a little earlier and just kind of because he, he wasn't really sure. I don't think you've never listened to the podcast, have you? I have not. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, he didn't really know what was uh, going on or what it was about, but we just kind of uh, talked about the stuff that we talk about, and it's so I mean it just flows between him and I. I mean we don't even have to prep each other about what we're going to say or, or talk. A lot of people have to say, okay, no, let's talk about this or kind of you know direct it in one way our hearts are so in tune with each other that almost Bill and I can finish each other's uh, sentences sometimes. I mean, literally, and we have done that. I've noticed about him. I'll start to say something. I'm kind of floundering or something. He'll go, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to say. So, I mean, when you're that much in tune, but I just love his, um, you know, we talked about at a breakfast about just exactly what he just said that, um, you know, I've been uh, accused of, of entitling people for what I do. Um, Obviously, I don't because I don't do enough to entitle them, to give them a meal or a clothes or whatever. And just following that scripture that, you know, what you did for the least of these, you did for me. And, and, and what you did specifically, he says, Christ, is that feed the hungry, clothe the poor, widows, um, visit people in prisons, orphans. I mean, those are all things that uh, are on my heart and are on Bill's heart. And so we just search out that. Uh, I don't know why he does, or I mean, what, uh, or, you know, what, what draws him to those scriptures, obviously his heart, but other people say, listen, I don't have to do anything. And we talked about this earlier too. Ephesians, I uh, can't think of the chapter, but uh, eight, verses eight through 10 or whatever. Uh, By grace, I am saved. I mentioned this before that I don't have to do anything else or blah, blah, blah. But the verse 10 is, I am saved by grace in Christ's image, uh, pre, uh, pre uh, something to uh, do good works. I mean, we are we are in Christ's image. <clears throat> and if we want to follow him, that's what he did. So we were talking earlier about I've been, um, you know, not only entitling, but I, I need to vet him. You know, Christ had three years of this. You know, he did not <clears throat> go around and vet people and say, well, listen, uh, you know, how did you get to the situation that you're in right now? I need to, you know, maybe I can give you some psychological help or whatever. If somebody's hungry or they're thirsty or they have no clothes or shoes, my seed plant is just to uh, just to show them my active uh, or that act of kindness to show them my faith and not just pat them on the head and say, I'll pray for you and send them on their way. <clears throat> so both Bill and I share that. You know, just that immediate, and we are interrupted a lot. I know Bill is uh, interrupted. He he has grandkids. I have grandkids. We'd rather be doing on certain times, certain things, or going certain places. But we welcome the interruption from Christ to put somebody in our path to accomplish His goal. That's exactly right. And like James in James, it also says, "Faith without works is dead." Mm. And so, it like I said, you don't have to be the one taking the food or the clothing out, but you can donate it to somebody who. Um, can use it and or can give it out and uh, that does just as much good yeah we're talking about uh today we're heading over to this uh, uh genesis church they are receiving they converted their gymnasium into a uh, uh an area where they're going to receive uh ukrainian uh, refugees and so our church um we're down the street from them and of course the first person that came to mind was bill and how can we help you and they were looking for uh, portable showers, uh, mats to put down the floor. They might, I think there's a busload, uh, the first busload's coming in today. Could be 50 or 100 people or whatever. <clears throat> so the idea is that we just want to kind of, again, loving our neighbor. These are our neighbors. Well, they're from Ukraine. The church obviously down the street is our neighbor. 
but these are people around the world that, uh, uh, you know, uh, somebody, I think it was Cody a couple of weeks ago, talked about the internet has, <clears throat> gosh, how do you put it? I'm going to misspeak, I'm sure. But the internet has made the whole world our neighborhood. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's up to us to make it our brotherhood. I think that's what he said, something like that. So even though these people are very remote, I don't know them. Uh, they're probably in and out. It's a transitional thing uh, on to other things. But while they're here, uh, it, I, I can speak for Bill, but I think our our goal is to just love on them for that brief period. Might be a day, might be a minute, might be an hour, whatever. But to give them their um, just their immediate needs as well as we could have uh, something to say to them that would be encourage him wherever right? I bills uh, one of the reasons my bills going over there is his uh, group makes up uh, sandwiches for the gathering and the homeless and so one of the things they were looking for was uh, takeaway um, uh, lunch things and bills to go over and talk to them about that or whatever so uh, just these immediate needs they, they don't seem to be you know something that's a, a big deal or whatever but it, it it is a big deal to us. And if you haven't eaten or you don't have any clothes to wear or, or, or something to drink, it's a big deal to you. So their big deals become our big deals. Yeah. And what, you know, what I tell everybody too is, is uh, put yourself in their shoes. You know, there's a lot of people that have lost their job or had heart attacks. I was telling about a couple of stories um, that good people that just had bad things happen to them. And uh, then next thing you know, they're homeless that they don't have that. Uh, like Bud was saying earlier that they don't have that, family or, or friends to fall back on, you're, you're going to slip between the cracks and you're going to be in trouble. And so we try and get people to think like that. Uh, what would I do if I was in that situation? How would I feel? Um, and people come up and don't have anything but the clothes on their back. And uh, these poor people coming from a war-torn country over here and uh, looking for help. And if there's anything we can do, and uh, then we try and figure out a way to do it. Uh, whether it be from the volunteers at the church or whether it be from contacts that we've made over the years to uh, to get the help that they need. We just try and get them the help that they need and uh, to get them through their life a little bit easier and uh, trying to get them into help them get into permanent housing. And I love the fact that you brought that up because we did talk about that safety net. Bill and I come from, <clears throat> you know, families. We've been married for, I've been married for like 50 some years. I don't know how long he's been married, but 47, 47 years. So, uh, you know, we have uh, <clears throat> intact families, we have kids, grandkids, we have relatives <clears throat> that we're still in contact with or whatever around the United States, let's say. So we have, uh, and we or I describe it as a safety net, so to speak, when they start to fall, you know, we have many layers. I, you know, my sister, my brother, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins or whatever are, I would think are gonna take me in or help us out or whatever. So when somebody, and we talked about this earlier, you know, and a lot of people that are on the street, they're schizophrenic, paranoia. There's a lot of reasons why they're on the street and on and on. But, you know, like a typical situation could be that they started out on drugs. Or like Bill said, they lost their job, <clears throat> became depressed or uh, disheartened or whatever. They started taking drugs, alcohol. Maybe their family started to distance themselves and they finally disowned them. So the only thing left for them is us, this extended family. And... Christ being their safety net. So Christ through us, he doesn't need us, but Christ through us is their safety net. And that's why I love to, uh, to look about this, that who is my neighbor? 
it's anybody that's out there. It's just not my family. And if I'm supposed to love my family or love my neighbor as I love myself, that's my family. And I love my family a lot. So if they were hurting or into drugs or alcohol or schizophrenia or just things that were going on with them, I would get them or I would try to get them some help and I would love on them. So, I mean, we are their extended family. They are part of our family. And we talked, uh, I think, a couple episodes about about uh, loving the unlovable. The subject was the homeless. And many people say they just can't love on them because they, they don't look right. They don't smell right. They don't eat right. They don't, you know, whatever. But again, the greatest thing, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I was reminded by somebody saying that, you know, the greatest thing in God's eyes to become is a servant. It's not a CEO or educated person or whatever. And so uh, one of the th- reasons why that is such a poignant scripture is that even a homeless person can become a servant and become the greatest in God's eyes without any uh, material things or whatever. And I got to thinking about that. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. And it flashed at me. That's why Jesus came to serve and not to be served and to be so humble, make it available for everybody to be the greatest in his eyes. And I don't know how many times we've gone to the river and handed out clothing and and food and and given something to somebody or we're down to a little bit. And somebody says two people want a, uh, a jacket, for example, and it's cold. And one of the homeless says to the other one, you take it. You need it more than I do. And I, I mean, that just burns me and that I don't have any more. Um, but it just really gets me excited about the love they have for each other and how they take care of each other and give up what they don't, what they need, but don't have to somebody else who needs it more. And, you know, that's a, another great point that you bring up, you know, the, like, I, I can't even think of the story now that I'm, I'm sure you'll know about it, but the greatest gift is the smallest gift, the, you know, the oil that she had, uh, I can't think of the scripture, whatever. And the, the lamps. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and, and and I see that too. I'm thinking like, <clears throat> you know, and there are situations where we'll have one or two jackets, just a small amount of jackets and people kind of grab or whatever, kind of grab and go. But I'm always just, I mean, in awe that they have so little. And like Bill will say, the situation where there'll be two people and only one item and they'll just say, you know, you take it, I'll get it next time or something like that. And it's like, oh my gosh, I mean, I have so much to give. I could just keep giving and go back and get some more or whatever. But for somebody to give up something that they don't even have yet, and they don't have uh, really the, the opportunity to go get it, that's a big deal for them to say, you know, you take it, you know? Yeah, it's not a luxury item. I mean, it's something, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's in winter and they need a coat and it's cold outside and they'll give it up to the other person that they, yes. they think needs it more. And it's funny that he mentioned that because at the food pantry, I'm sure he's probably seen it too in the clothing store or whatever. We have people that we serve, you know, on a regular basis, every Thursday, every Saturday. And then they'll start coming back but they've got jobs or whatever, and they want to serve. You know, they, they say, well, I, I'm not here to, to receive. I just want to help uh, pass out because you guys gave me and I don't need it anymore. Where I just want to. So I just love that, that there's that seed plant and that uh, that act of kindness, that gift of time, that James 122, that we acted out our faith. They saw it and they know what, you know, what it's about. And, and they got it. So to me, that's kind of the complete circle when you help somebody there uh and and they want to turn around and and helping somebody else i mean i think that's you know that's how we grow the kingdom yeah you know and so that's uh just a beautiful thing 
You want to say, yeah. I, I'll say one more thing. Yeah, I ran, you reminded me of something. I ran into a lady about a month ago, and uh, she says, I know you from somewhere. And I said, I don't know. Do you go to our church, St. Clair? She says, no. She sa I said, uh, I don't know what it could be. She says, did you work at Loaves and Fishes? And I said, no. I said, what about sharing God's bounty? And, and she says, that's it. She says, over at St. Philomene's. I said, that's the one. I said, yeah, I worked there for a long time. She says, that's where I know you. She says, I used to come there every Tuesday night because I really needed it. I didn't have any food. I was didn't have any money. I came there every Tuesday night to be fed. And she said, uh, now, I said, do you still go? And she says, no, I don't need it anymore. I got a job. I'm doing very good. I said, well, come back. I said, you don't, there's no, you know, limit as what you, what you make or anything as far as if you can eat or not. She says, <clears throat> excuse me. She says, no. I'd rather give my seat at the table to somebody who needs it more than mm. I do. And I wow. Thought, wow. That's, I said, good for you. God bless you. But you know, please come back. Yeah. And she says, winked at me and she says, I'll think about it. Beautiful. But, uh, yeah. That was. Yeah. St. Philomene's uh, he, he keeps bringing up St. Philomene's uh, old brick Catholic church on Arden way. I think it was. On is, El Camino and Bell. Is El Camino and Bell. And our high school in Cena high school was on Bell. Yep. So I used to go by there all the time. My wife was Catholic. We used to go to mass there back in the, you know, gosh, like in the sixties or whatever. But it's just encouraging to know that that's still there 50 some years later. And they're still basically doing the same thing that they did 50 some years ago, you know, yeah. and that we yeah, talked about being committed, uh, being consistent. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's consistent, committed, you betcha. or a committed consistency or whatever. So uh, I think that's a wrap. I want to thank you all for listening. God bless you and uh, have a great day. Thank you, bud. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Constipated Christian Podcast. However you are tuning in, be sure to follow or subscribe, as well as leave a rating and review. If you are interested in learning more ways on how to live out your faith, you can visit our website at theconstipatedchristian.org. And if you'd like to leave Bud or one of our guests a comment, you can email it to theconstipatedchristian at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.